Hey, Michael Miller here. Hey, I just want to talk a little bit about Anchor by Spotify. Did you know it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place? Anchor has tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So if you're interested, please download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the Michael Miller Show, where our direct approach leads to your positive outcomes. Now, here's Michael Miller. podcast this is michael miller on a beautiful tuesday june 28th 2022 how are you doing out there today and i want to get this podcast kicked off with a question and the question is how wealthy are you and what defines wealth that's the question on the michael miller podcast now i was watching a youtube video in regards to lake mead And this video I watched, and there was a comment that I read, inspire me to do this content. Uh, Here's what I was watching and found very interesting. Uh, With the lake receding so quickly, and they keep moving the marina to different spots. Uh, All total, I think, of the last year, they moved it 440 feet or something, or 440 yards. I don't remember the numbers on that, but the point of the matter is, is those people just keep hanging on. And these people that own these boats on this marina and they keep moving it to the center of the lake, whatever defines the center of the lake, wherever the deepest part is. And I read a comment and the comment said, in, in a disgusting type of, uh, rhetoric. Uh, he writes, "Oh, all these rich people who only care about their marina." Um, I see his point, and uh, I get it. Um, he, he's right. Now, this kind of wealth is what I call flesh wealth, today's wealth. And uh, is this is this particular wealth all that important? Personally, I would say no. It isn't. And, and, and why is that? Because we have to ask ourselves the question, do materialistic things make us happy? Uh, really, in reality. Now, if you don't own a lot of materialistic things and you're not a, you're not a wealthy person, 
as of today, you don't get to experience the pleasures that these people experience because they have they have the money to do it. They have the money to have boats. They have the money to have aircraft. They have the money. You know, they, they have all these materialistic things that they have to supposedly make them happy. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, are they really happy because of all the things they're able to buy? And the answer to that, uh, I would say no. Now, one person, depending on him or her position, might think yes. Because of the simple fact that they haven't experienced this type of wealthiness. When in reality, people that are that wealthy and can buy whatever they want are generally probably the most wasteful people. Would we, would, can we agree on that? They're the most wasteful people. And why is that? Why are people that are super wealthy and can just buy whatever they want just so wasteful? And us people, you know, the other people who aren't so wealthy or, you know, we kind of struggle to get by, you know, we see something that they consider a piece of trash, we consider it treasure. We consider it still usable. It's still useful. And that's because we tend to appreciate things more in that aspect than they do because we we don't have the ability to go out and just buy whatever the hell we want to. So what does that tell you about people who are wealthy and have lots of money can buy whatever they want? The materialistic items of the novelty of those items wear off fast. Now back to what I was saying about Lake Mead. This water keeps receding. And that is an example of these people or people that have the ability to purchase things whenever they want. It's, that is receding. It's going, it's going away. It, it, the novelty has worn off. And, and it just keeps, it's, it's inevitable that Lake Mead's probably just going to completely dry up. I mean, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, I don't really think there's going to be any saving Lake Mead, but but for some reason these people are holding on to hope. Now here here's something interesting that I thought about is why haven't these people gotten their boats out of there? Considering the fact of what's going on with the receding water, uh, they're holding on to some a uh, hope, and really honestly, uh, they don't really care if those boats are beached. They don't care. It, it, it does, it's not going to affect them either. A, they're going to collect the insurance money on it and get their money back for their, for their boat. But they don't care about those possessions as much as you might if you don't have the, the uh, assets and the money to just put it away. Back to what I was saying. With people that have a lot of wealth and people that have a lot of money tend to be a little more, more, little more wasteful. People that don't have as much money, like myself, tend to be a little more resourceful and think it's a waste because it gets that particular item or that particular materialistic thing can be used. Now, if we became that situation to where we became wealthy, let's say we won a lotto, uh, we would become like them. And at that time, you might think, gosh, these people are just wasteful and they're just 
and, and they act snobby. Now, not all, not all people that are wealthy are snobby, but there are, uh, you know, quite a few that are. And uh, we tend to not want to be like that. But sometimes people that win lottos or win big wealth end up being like that. Um, they do because that's what it entails to be when you're that wealthy and you can buy whatever you want, whenever you want, because we don't understand it until we're actually in that position. So that's one side of being wealthy. And it's, it really is kind of empty. If you think about it, it really is empty. Now there's a second wealth that I want to discuss since I just went over the example of uh, here and now wealth, the flesh wealth. Um, I want to talk about the spiritual wealth. And I want to talk about how people are told to prepare, get a nest egg. I think I had mentioned this earlier in the podcast. It's very important for your retirement years. But are we preparing for the spiritual wealth? That's the question we have to ask oneself. Because all the flesh wealth that I just discussed about uh, the resources these rich people have to buy whatever they want, get whatever they want. And, and really, honestly, they're, they're, not as, they're not as happy as everybody thinks they are. It's just because you're not in that position or we are not in that position. What we need not only to rework on as far as retirement at the end of our working years, but we need to work on our spiritual wealth. And you don't need a penny in your pocket to be spiritually wealthy. You don't need some fancy yacht or some fancy boat to be spiritually wealthy. You don't need a uh, aircraft that you can have the convenience of flying wherever you like to be spiritually wealthy. How do we become spiritually wealthy? Um, well, it's uh, actually very simple, and um, it can be simple. It can be difficult, but I, I, I think that it's, it's more important to prepare to be spiritually wealthy. And now I'm, not, now I'm not disposing of being flesh wealthy like we had talked about before. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with having a nice boat that you earn. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to be careful on how far we go with it where it changes our mentality to be that I'm the upper class of, you know, people get very arrogant that way when they, when they have a lot of wealth as far as in the flesh, as far as money uh, today. Okay. They, they, they tend to look down on other people as peasants because they don't have the money that they have. That's a very bad, crappy, unspiritual wealth that they do not have. That's way more important than what they currently have. Let's remember that folks. You can be the poorest, poorest flesh, money, have no money right now, but you could be spiritually wealthy, which in turn, you win. Because their materialistic things that they are hanging on to is temporary. Your spiritual wealth is forever. So let, let's, let's remember that, okay? And let's work on our spiritual wealth. How do we work on our spiritual wealth? Well, uh, my last podcast was about uh, kindness killing hatred. 
let's work on that. Um, let's work on doing things for mankind. Let's work on, let's work on having love in our heart to make us spiritually wealthy and remove the envy and the jealousy that we look at when we see people who are flesh currently wealthy. Um, we got to get that out of our hearts. There's too much of that. I see, I see a lot of comments on different social media platforms and people are showing what they have and things and people are, Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I, 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 I'm trying not to make fun of that, but I really do because I really despise when people sit there and admit that they're jealous of somebody that has something materialistic that they don't have. When, if they would just stop and think for just a second and realize that that's temporary, temporary, it's a temporary happiness. Uh, and it's temporary happiness until the day they die. And, and because of the fact that the novelty wears off on, on, like I said before, the novelty wears off on when you have everything that you want. It's the truth. Because uh, we discussed that before about how people who have uh, everything at their disposal are very disposable type of people. They're wasteful people. So let's, not, let's, let's work on not envying and being jealous of other people. Let's work on being happy with what we have and the spiritual wealth that we are working on or that we dwell in because that right there and the actions of being spiritual wealthy is way more productive than being flesh wealthy. It is. It really is. And like I said before, it's, there's nothing wrong with having pleasures in life, but don't let it rule you. Don't let it run your life. Don't let it change your mentality. And there are people that are very wealthy today that are in the position to give to other people and things like that. But we're not in that position. I'm not in that position. But there are other aspects of giving and helping and doing things like that. You don't have to have all the money in the world to do it. What you have to have is a heart and a positive soul. And like I said, Throw the envy and all the jealousy out the window because that's what blackens your heart. When you have that kind of mentality and you have that kind of, that tells me that a person who has a black heart and envy and jealousy wants to, wants to be in that life, who wants to live and think that they're going to be happy because they have all the money in the world. When like Lake Mead receding, it's empty. Having all the money in the world ends up being, for most people, an empty entity. Because it's, because it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's old. It's the novelty's worn off. They can't buy anything else. There's nothing else to own. You own it all. And this is why people who are not as wealthy in the flesh tend to be a little more appreciative. Because we don't have the ability to buy whatever we want, whenever we want. I guess you could just say it's they're spoiled. And um, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's people that are wealthy that are work their butts off to get where they're at. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, disclude people like that. I don't, I don't look at them or say that there that there's something wrong with that. <laughs> but what what happen, ends up happening is 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 what happens afterwards. Like I said before, they start getting that mentality of. 
well, you're on the lower totem pole than I am because I have this, 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 that. Now, not all of them are like that. I would say there's probably 10 to 15% of the population that are very wealthy people that don't think that way. And they have both the flesh wealth and the spiritual wealth. But what they understand about the flesh wealth, as far as today and all the money, is that the spiritual wealth is more important than that. And that is where they get their more positive uh, attitude and understand that when I pass away to my spirit, all this flesh wealth means nothing. And those people are wonderful people, and they do help people. Uh, I see it all the time. I, 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 see, I see videos where people on YouTube that do special things, and they video it. And they're, they're giving stuff away left and right and helping out others. But at the same time, too, what I like about those videos is you almost kind of have to earn it in the regards of your spiritual wealth. What do I mean by that? Like, for example, a guy I walk around who is wealthy. He is wealthy, but he dresses up as a bum. And he asks people, hey, you got some spare change. Can you help me out here? And, and when people are willing to help out, then they get tenfold back. Hey, you help me out. You know, here's 300 bucks to help you back out. No, and most people are just blown away by that. But, but, but that's, that's the giving of people who are wealthy and can do those kinds of things. But like I said before, there's other aspects. You don't have to go out and do that to be spiritually wealthy there's other aspects i can't go out and do that i don't have the money to to just give people you know random people three four hundred dollars for their generosity at the beginning and to to return that to show them that that's that's what gets you good in life but i think it's a great example of of how to become spiritually wealthy is by having a heart and to give to to others Um, and that's how we build it so I hope this podcast was helpful. Um, I try to make the I try to make the point as quickly and as best I can. Uh, and uh, like I said, I hope it was helpful. My direct approach is your is your positive outcomes. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. And we'll catch you on the next podcast. This is Michael Miller, and I'm out. Take care, everybody.